Hey, 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 welcome back to Coach Podcast, where we talk about college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Noah. I'm Emily. And I'm Katie. And have we got a show for you. We are the Academic Peer Coaches here at Weber State University. I'm really excited about this episode because instead of talking about one specific study habit or college resource, today we're just going to have a bit of fun and kind of do some role playing and going through some different scenarios that I've got here, uh, some different posts of different students asking for different pieces of advice. And I think there's a lot of fun reasons why this episode's going to be really cool. But first off, the purpose of this, I think, behind all this is just to see what it's like to be in a peer coaching session. You know, we um, we don't really have a lot of background information about students coming in. And as they talk about what they're struggling with, it's it's really can just go all different types of directions. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But also, we hope that you're learn something too as we are certified peer educators so learning about um, different questions that we can ask and how we can help you if you're like any of these students here which I could relate to a lot of these fun students and it's going to be a lot of fun the names have been changed of course to protect the innocent Um, it's we'll name them all Waldo Waldo or Wanda Wildcat all right are our peer coaches ready I am this is going to be fun all right So here we have a student here. Let's say, so Waldo, number one, he says, no matter what I do, I can't time manage. I've tried countless to-do apps, calendar apps, but none of them seem to work for me. I've got Google Calendar, and it worked well for the first few weeks until I kind of memorized my schedule. I no longer needed to look at my calendar to see what event or class I had next. Now Google Calendar is just an app that I open occasionally. I still get notifications, but I just filter them out. Anyone have any advice? All right, coaches, what would you say? What kind of questions would you ask? Yeah, so my first question would be whether or not it's just general time management, like whether or not they have, they're worried about the time that they have for studying or reviewing their notes, or if it's just managing their schedule and like remembering like what's going on. So I would actually ask a few questions, and if they took it more in the approach where they'd like some help um, managing their study sessions, I would ask them to walk me through like what they are doing, what their note-taking process looks like, and then after that, I would just kind of continue and offer some advice. Primarily, one thing that a lot of students find really helpful is the Pomodoro Technique, and I'm not actually sure if we've talked about this on other podcasts, but the Pomodoro Technique, I think it's kind of funny because Pomodoro is Italian for tomato or something like that, <laughs> and I didn't know that, and... um Essentially, the Pomodoro technique is something that a lot of students use to um, help them break up their time into chunks, into manageable pieces. We talked about this in a previous podcast episode where a lot of times um, a lot of people get overwhelmed and they start procrastinating because they intimidate themselves. Right. And for the Pomodoro technique, essentially you dedicate, let's say, let's say you have like a three hour chunk of time in your day. And you're like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this to preparing my essay. You would set aside 30 to 45 minutes and you would set a timer and you would put away all distractions, whether it's your phone, closing your door, finding a quiet space and just kind of clocking in, doing your work until the timer runs out. And then you'd clock out and take like a short five to 10 minute break. After that break, you would come back and do that 
little 30 minute, 45 minute study session until you've done that two or three times and then you can take a longer break. And a lot of times students find that it helps the time go by faster, although it may make you feel kind of like a robot and you're just kind of constantly running on a timer. It does help you get over that initial sense of dread and oh my gosh, just overcoming that like feeling like I really don't want to do this. Just setting that timer, opening your laptop, getting out a piece of paper and pencil and just starting and dedicating all of your time solely to that assignment really helps. I like that a lot, Katie. I think you bring up some good points. And I think the only thing I would add is just with the student, they mentioned that they had how do I, what, what did they say, Noah? That they, they had tried some things before? Right, yeah, and uh, and right now they were they used their Google Calendar, but it sounds like they're just using it to show when their classes are. Okay. And so they're they're not looking at any calendar because cause they, know, they, know well, they know what's on there. Mm-hmm. So they're not really using a calendar. That's interesting. I feel like I'd probably just try and see why their other scheduling apps, calendar apps, aren't working for them. Try to get more to the bottom of that and then work with them to say, well, what do you think would work? I think, honestly, in my experience, a lot of students already know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Sometimes it just takes someone to, like, kick him in the butt a little bit and say, okay, let's get started, you know, to take what we already know doesn't work for you from trial and error and what things do and making it so you have a plan moving forward. So right. I like that a lot, Katie. I think and and I a think good response there. I think with that too, it's you're talking about having a plan. You're actually talking about what you're going to be studying, like your studying session. Whereas I think this person, when they're talking about their schedule and they're only using it to see, you know, what, what time class is, um, which I do, I like to have like a little chart of when my classes are, mm-hmm. but I think that's different than actually having a calendar. So it might be good, you know, something to consider like, um, a calendar is not just something to show you when you go to class. It's actually showing what you do, how you study, you know, using a timer and actually planning out more specifically mm-hmm. when you want to get things done. So, That's a good point, Noah. Yeah. All right, so this next one, um, we're going to be talking about a certain studying habit, specifically how you can shorten the time you use for memorizing, how you can memorize things. This is what this student says. He says, how can I shorten the time I use for memorizing and studying? Whenever I study, it takes me like an hour to memorize one or two pages of notes, and even then sometimes I get distracted while doing it. How can I improve this? Any tips or helps is appreciated. All right. What do you guys do for memorizing? I think that's a great question. I think I would ask them what their goal is. First of all, like how short are we talking do we want to get? right? Because if he's saying it takes him an hour or two, for him that's too long. So what is our target I guess, area. And then from the sound of it, you said memorizing two pages of notes. That's hefty to say, let me take these notes. Let me memorize the whole thing. Maybe we can be more effective. Maybe it takes breaking down our notes into a couple of key objectives that or like summarizing, chunking the information into like five or six bullet points, like big ideas that we want to memorize and then like a couple of sub points, right? Do we need to be memorizing pages of notes? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe there's a way we can be more effective that will take less time, and then we can still learn the information and like be prepared, have it memorized, have it in our brain without having maybe all the excess that's not as important. I don't know. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, the other thing I would ask is if they are spending a large amount of time just sitting and reading, whether or not it's like 
the two pages of notes or they're just reading their textbook hoping that'll just kind of stick in their brain but a lot of research actually shows that if you take breaks and you come back to it days later after class and you review your notes that way it does you know cement things a lot easier and more effectively in your brain rather than just kind of cramming it all into one tiny like hour-long session um, being able to Take note of what you are comfortable in, what you're comfortable remembering, and then the other things you're not so, you know, uh, able to recall what's like kind of happening with whether it's defining a term or remembering a specific concept. Just, you know, being aware of like what you know for a fact and that you're really comfortable in and then what you could review at a later time really does help and it does help students also to be more gentle with themselves because, you know, you're going to get burnt out over time if you're just going to continue that. And just taking a break, you know, calling it for a day and coming back the next morning or when you have another hour is more beneficial than just, you know, beating yourself up for not remembering it on the first try. I think another thing too is, you know, one of the resources that we, we actually have a lot of different resources that we can provide students, but there's one that's called the three column method. It's like the strong, weak, um, it's like you basically, you divide all of the objectives and you look at, okay, these are the things that I'm strong at, the things that I really know, here are the things that I'm okay at, here are the things that I really need to study. And so when you're dividing it into those sections, like what you were saying, Katie, you actually, first of all, you're breaking it down, you're taking time to evaluate where you're at. But I think also with that, too, um, it might be good to see if this student does any self-testing, you know, if they maybe practice um, flashcards or maybe have tried to teach this concept that they're trying to learn to somebody else. Because it's one thing to just memorize pages of material, but if you don't really understand it on your own and on your own words, um, then that really kind of makes it difficult, especially when you're studying for a test when you're studying on, testing on concepts that are going to be worded differently than what you're seeing in the textbook. Yeah, one thing I like to um, ask my students that I meet with is if they try and teach other people and if they don't have another person available is to, like grab their water bottle or a stuffed animal and try and form like take your notes away, close your laptop and just try and, you know, form sort of a lecture and just kind mm-hmm. of spit out everything that you know. And if you don't really know how to explain it in your own words, then maybe you might want to review that concept. Right. I have a friend who actually he has this little stuffed um, Kylo Ren like little, like little toy head, like it's just, it's just the head, like a little, I don't know, pillow. And so like he has it on his desk. And so when he's having trouble, he, he'll actually explain it to Kylo Ren. That's and amazing. Uh, yes. So That's awesome. yeah, f- find your, find your favorite Star Wars character and, and do some self-testing. Okay. Any other tips for studying or for memorizing? I think we have it covered. Yeah. 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 I, think so. I like good. mnemonics too, like trying to have a little jingle or a little, <laughs> little song. I'm a musical f- person. I like do, do, do. Um, from high school, we came up with a song to kind of, not necessarily a song, but like a rhythm to remember all of the dynasties of China. I can still just like, oh, cool. Shin Han, Swing Tang song. Just like, continue. <laughs> there it's you just go. like on beat. So yeah. if you can find something to like help you, you know, make it fun and gamify it. You know, right. That's great. It doesn't have That's to be super point. intimidating and, you know, stressful. It's your time to study. Absolutely. And just make it fun. Yeah. So it sounds like more active learning might be a good thing for the student here. Yeah, exactly. Based on, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. This next one, this next one is really interesting. Um, This is about taking notes. How do you take notes without wasting so much paper? Um, This is, this is uh, another Waldo Wildcat here. 
Um, and he says he's a computer science major, and he takes notes in math classes and in his computer science courses. He used paper for the first time for note-taking, and at the end of the semester, I've used so many notebooks, it cluttered my desk. I didn't want to keep them, but I also thought that it'd be a waste just to put them in the trash can, so I hid my notebooks in one of my drawers. This year, I tried to go digital, but it didn't work out so well. I realized that using paper for me is still much better. However, I don't want to produce so much clutter again by using notebooks. Um, I thought about using thicker notebooks, um, using only one for all my courses. Do you think this is a good idea? I also thought about using iPad note-taking, um, but I realized that that wouldn't work out for me. And so I've tried many other methods. Please comment and tell me any suggestions that could help me to continue paper note-taking without consuming so much paper cluttering, cluttering my desk. I can struggle with this often, especially as a self-diagnosed perfectionist a lot of times <laughs> when you like mess up a you know a note page that you're working on you're, you're just I naturally am inclined to just toss it away and just try and rewrite everything so what I've learned is to for me try and take like a binder of loose leaf pages and just take out one page at a time and if I need to move that page around or I need to toss that page um it's just scrapping that one page rather than throwing away the whole notebook. So I'm not sure if this student is necessarily struggling with that type of issue, but if he does want to, um, if he doesn't want to buy several notebooks for different classes, he can just carry around this binder with loose leaf pages that he can title for each course. And later on after his class ends, he can file it away into each specific, um, course. Does that make sense? Like yeah. that's what I would recommend if he is worried about, causing so much waste because then you know you're all all of your notes are in just one little area and then at the end of the day you can kind of organize it a little bit better yeah it sounds like you know it could it could be obviously you know wanting to save the environment which way to go way to go waldo or but also just a matter of keeping things more organized um yeah what are what are some other tips do you have for keeping your notes organized that's a great question i think when it comes to organization, it's good and it's important to have a distinction between your subjects. I would not recommend, from personal experience, I would not recommend having all of your classes in one notebook because you are going to get confused fast, okay? And it's going to get a little crazy in that notebook. So I think your loose leaf idea is, is a good one, Katie. I would also say they have big notebooks with like dividers within the notebooks. Sure. You could even say, okay, there are three different sections in this notebook. Let me use this for my organization um, and have like a class for each section. And then I think honestly, it kind of comes down to when we are taking notes, what are we taking notes of? Are we taking notes of the things that are important? Because if we're finding we're filling up like a million notebooks, how often are we like, no, really, like I really would like to know how often is a student going back and looking? Are they just writing notes for the sake of notes because they feel like it's important? Or are they writing notes that are actually going to help them learn and move forward and be effective, right? We want to be effective with our time and we can use resources like notebooks are there for a reason. But if we're just filling up space and we never look back at it, maybe we need to reassess what's most important. Maybe what can I cut out? What do I not need to write? And change that moving forward. That honestly might be the best way to be more organized is just thinking about where can I cut down. 
Yeah, and going off of that, you can even build on current notes. You can grab sticky notes and just kind of like literally add layers on top of a specific page rather than rewriting information they already have just for you can like apply it for another subject. So if you have another thought while you're reviewing your notes, you can just slap a sticky note on there rather than making a whole new page. Also, technology has kind of come pretty far for like environmental conscious. There's reusable notebooks that are like pages are made out of like stone instead of like trees like tablet so, stone like well, you're well no Denny's it's weird tablets. but like because it's, it's like paper <laughs> it's like paper they I sell it at one. the wildcat store yeah check it oh. out guys. and you use like those friction pens where it erases with like heat and you can just like wipe Whoa. it off yeah that's so dramatic if that student like wants to be more environmentally conscious they could just buy this one notebook it's like the one notebook to rule them all type of thing. <laughs> just erase them at the end of every semester but going back to emily i think the fundamental question to ask is whether or not they truly are dedicating their notebook space to things that they need to review or if it's just they're writing notes because they feel like they have to Right. And obviously recognizing that some classes you need to take a lot of notes and that's that's okay. And and obviously you're not going to be keeping those notebooks necessarily for future semesters, even though I have to admit I did. I still have a box of them in my <laughs> attic and it's like, I know I'm going to use this someday, but um, but yeah. So yeah, an interesting, interesting question, but yeah, definitely note taking is an important skill. Well, cool. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, again, uh, Emily and Katie, they had no idea about what I was going to give them, these different scenarios. So good job practicing on the fly. And for all of those listening, if you thought, wow, that sounds cool. You know, being a coach, you get to listen to other students. You get to think about ways that you can help them improve their studying. Wow, I could do that. Or I could be a tutor. Um, Yeah, feel free to go to our website on the the peer mentor website. There's so many different types of peer mentors, peer coach, tutors. um, And it's such a rewarding thing to be in a peer educator field. So if you're listening to this and you think, wow, sounds like these guys have a lot of fun, uh, I'd highly recommend being a part of that. So you can do that or you can contact us on coaching uh, at weber.edu. You can email us there and we can help you get a coaching appointment if you have something that you want to talk about with your study habits. So until then, um, I think that that's it. We don't have a quote for the day, though. Katie, give us a profound thought. That'll be our quote for the day. Oh, boy. Um, Ah, oh, boy. There we go. All right. (laughs) As Katie, you once said, oh, boy. All right, have a good one, guys.